Coming to you live from the 615, this is the EBM Podcast, the Educated Black Man Podcast, and I'm here to talk sports. I know a lot of people have been asking me, as in a lot of people, like my 10 friends, <laughs> been asking me to talk sports again. So we are heading towards football season, NBA free agency is finally dying down, oh man, can't wait for some football. I stepped outside the other morning and it just felt like a nice cool breeze, but you don't really get in Tennessee during the summertime, it's usually 90 degrees or above, but for some reason it was nice and calm and reminded me of football season and made me want to do episode talking a lot about football talking about sports and so today i'm just sit back talk about some nfl some college football some nba and we'll go from there first i want to start with because for some reason i guess it's all over espn fox sports cbs sports all that thing everybody is doing their top 10 quarterbacks so i figured well shoot since everybody else doing, I might as well do it also. So, my top 10 quarterbacks. And of course, unless you're like Ryan Hollins and you do your, your top 10 backwards and you start at number one, which makes zero sense, we're going to start at number 10. Okay? So, number 10. Number 10. I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. All right, so for 2019 season, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield for number 10. Baker Mayfield is going to have a crap ton of people to throw throw to. He has a a top-notch offense. The only problem for Baker is that his offensive line is straight terrible. And not only that, he's in a snake-bitten franchise, um, the Browns. So right now, though, because he has a strong arm, pretty good accuracy, and just to put it straight, the man's a winner, all right? Whether you like his showboating or not, he's a winner. So currently, I'm going to put him at number 10. Number 9, we're going to go with good old Jared Goff, Los Angeles Rams. Now, he started out last year, him and Sean McVay, in the Rams Start off with a really good season. One, one of the better seasons for a very young quarterback. But didn't end too well. It did not end well at all. Okay, It was a good solid year um, for him in the league. But maybe this next year will be good. And also, not only did he had a, he had, uh, a spike in all of his interceptions. All right? So he still had a good year. Don't get me wrong. But... It wasn't, you know, the Jared Goff that most people were predicting to come into the season and go to the Super Bowl. All right. So number nine, Jared Goff. Number eight. We're going to go with Big Ben himself. Big Ben. Somehow, someway, this man is still in the league throwing for a crap ton of yards. I think last year he threw over 5,000 yards. And granted, yes, it is a passing league now. Got it. I understand that. But he doesn't have no slouches to, uh, to throw to either. He got Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. Man's going to be back. All right? I'm going to put him at number eight, Big Ben. Number seven, 
Now, I had a, a fight with myself between number seven and number six. So, number seven. Simply, I put him number seven simply because I just don't like him. And that's because probably because I'm a Titans fan. But number seven, and it pains me to say it, I'm going to have to go with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is number seven. All right. Now, if this man can stay healthy for a full season, that's going to suck for me because I'm a Titans fan. But for some reason, he just he just has the intangibles of a good quarterback. All right, I'm not saying great quarterback because he's injury prone. All right, he's not as injury prone as my quarterback, Marcus Mariota, but I can get to that another time, another day. But he has a very high completion percentage. And for some reason, all the analysts love to talk about QBR. The man's QBR is always en route to a playoff berth. All right. But when he came back, he was a little rusty. But I think this year he's going to be better. All right. Which leads me to my number six guy. And for some reason, people have been all over him. Like they just do not like him lately. As, and they're saying he's just not, you know. Not a top-tier quarterback anymore. And I'm going to have to say they're wrong. And I'm going to say Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, all right? People obviously just forgot the man did not fall off a cliff. He's still with Seattle. He just signed an extension. He threw for 35 touchdowns and only seven picks, 8.1 yards per attempt. And all this, despite that he has a terrible offensive line. He got sacked over 10% of his dropbacks. Seattle got to get it together. I mean, his, his line's terrible. I don't know whose line's worse, his or Cam Newton's. Anyway, I'm putting him at uh, number six. Russell Wilson. Number five. Number five quarter. Number five five quarterback on my list and granted I am not saying these quarterbacks are going to have winning seasons nor going to take their teams to playoffs and going to win and go to Super Bowl I'm not saying that I'm just ranking them on best quarterbacks all right best quarterbacks but which leads me to number five who people are not gonna like this one number five Philip Rivers all right now unlike a lot of people who for some reason think the Chargers are just going to randomly wake up one morning and go to the Super Bowl next year. I don't understand that. But I do have to say Phillip Rivers is going to be number five on my list. All right. He just, I don't know, somehow, some way, he just gets it done. All right. He ranks super high in deep accuracy and throws under pressure. And his teammates really believe in this guy. For some reason, he just he just got to going on with the teammates, and they they do their best. And they have a pretty good offensive line. They're not great, right? I think uh, Pro Football Focus ranked their line in the top ten. I can't remember, um, but it's a decent line. All right, so it'll keep him from getting smashed, unlike uh, Russell Wilson. Number four. Number four, people are not going to like this one. Number four is going to be Drew Brees. Drew Brees, why is he not higher? Why is Drew Brees not higher? 
He's a long time safe quarterback. The man's coming up on 40 something, 41, 42 of age. Even despite that, for some reason, he's throwing over 4,000 yards, 32 touchdowns, only seven interceptions last year. And he has no sign of slowing down. And I, I mean, honestly, I can't bet against Drew Brees and the Saints. I just, I don't know. It's hard to bet against them. For some reason, him and the other guy, you know who I'm about to say. I'm going to get to him in a second. They just keep getting better with age or something. I don't know what they're doing, what type of supplements. Taylor Luan, that's a shout-out to you. I don't know what kind of supplements you're taking, but they're doing good. Drew Brees, he's trying to make it to the Super Bowl again. I'm putting him number four. Number three. Oh, man, I'm about to get criticized today. Number three, the Super Bowl winning champion himself, Tom Brady, added another collection. Look, I don't know if y'all watched that Super Bowl game. Besides the fourth quarter, Tom Brady was terrible, as the French would say. Terrible. Garbage. I mean, I mean, I... Okay, I can't say he was garbage because he was, you know, but you get what I'm saying. He was, he was bad. He wasn't good. All right, it was a down year for it was down year overall, anyways for him. I mean, he threw 11 interceptions. I got it, but I mean, he's still he's still up there because he's throwing over, you know, 3,500 yards. I mean, 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, which is not a good year for Tom Brady standards. So if we're calling him the GOAT, the greatest of all time, I would expect the GOAT to do GOATly things. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But he's still number three. Number two and one. If you haven't guessed it by now, number two and number one. Is one of two people. If you, if I, I guarantee you, if you say anybody else besides these two people, we got a problem. Now, granted, I can give you Drew Brees and Tom Brady if you want to put them in one and two, but I'm talking about the two quarterbacks I got left on my list. Before we get to those two, let's get to some notable names that I have missed on my list, starting with notable mention. Notable mention I did not get to, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson. I just, you know, I don't know. We didn't see much from him, you know. He threw over 4,000 yards, 68%, you know, 26 touchdowns. Got it. I understand. He's a notable mention. You could say, you could argue for him to be number 11, 12, whatever. Argue. Kirk Cousins, not, notable mention. You can argue. Carson Wentz, why is he not in the top 10? You can argue that. Cam Newton, you can argue it. I get it. I understand. All those guys I just mentioned. Matt Ryan, I'm trying to think of anybody I'm missing uh, off the top of my head. Uh, sure, Cowboys fans, Dak Prescott. Whatever. Any of those guys, I would say you can argue. Well, I don't know, except that Dak Prescott. I can't argue him to be in top 10. But you can argue those guys that I mentioned to be 10, 9. I honestly don't think I could put them above. And, yeah, somebody's saying, listen to this, like, you put Baker Mayfield at number 10. I know. I got it. I don't know. For some reason, he's just a winner to me. I don't know. I like him. I like the kid. What can I say? 
All right, moving on to college football. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Number two. Number two on my list. The bad man himself. And I don't say it as good as Stephen A. says it, but the bad man himself. Aaron Rodgers. Boy, I tell you what. If there ain't nobody else out there carrying the team on their back more than Aaron Rodgers is, I tell you what. I mean, he's just Aaron Rodgers. He's a bad man. I'm putting him at number two. You can even argue that he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time if you wanted to, all right? Throwing for 25 touchdowns and only two interceptions all on a fractured leg. I mean, come on. You would Most people would say that was a disappointment because, you know, they just couldn't get together as a Packers, as a franchise. But remember, like I said before, I'm not. this is not about who is going to make the playoffs, make Super Bowl, who has the best team around them. Granted, offensive line is a big part of that, and I've mentioned the O-line a lot lately. But with that being said, Aaron Rodgers is number two. He's one of the best two. Whether you want to put Tom Brady at number one, Drew Brees at number one, I don't care. Aaron Rodgers better be in your top three. That's just my opinion. Which leaves only one quarterback left. And, yes, I already gave you the notable mentions, which means it's none of those guys. Yes, there's film on him now. I bet you defense are going to be ready for him. Yes, he just, he has one of the best offensive-minded coaches in the league ever. But, a young guy, second year in the league, this will be number three. Patrick Mahone, boy. Patrick Mahomes, number one quarterback going in 2019 season will be Patrick Mahomes. 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. I mean, come on. 8.8 yards per attempt, 318 yards per game. Any metric that you come up with is going to say he's an elite quarterback. In his second year, he didn't have a sophomore slump. Maybe he'll have a junior slump, a third year. I don't know, but if I'm ranking my quarterbacks, I'm putting Patrick Mahomes, boy, above Aaron Rodgers, above Tom Brady, above Drew Brees. But Malcolm, he's only been in the league two years. They ain't got much. Yeah, 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 I got it. I got it. Uh-huh. They ain't got film on them. Yep, mm-hmm. Got it. We saw Cam Newton go 14-2. Yes, got it. I understand the film. Everybody says this. But right now, until somebody proves me wrong, as in another team that kicks his butt every week, then he's number one on my list going into 2019. Am I going to classify him as one of the best ever? No, because we only have two years to see him play. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Now, going to college football, what I'm going to do for you today, and I'm going to actually come back to college football because I love me some college football. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to go through all the conferences, FBS, Division One, that is, and I'm going to tell you their top two, their top two teams in that conference. Then I'm going to come back later on, I don't know when, probably before uh, college football season, and I'm going to break them down, not, uh, I don't know. Maybe I might break each conference down. I don't know. 
But I will definitely break down the Power 5 conferences, let you know why the SEC is still on top despite Clemson um, just being a powerhouse over there in the ACC. I'm going to break it down for you. But for now, let's just get straight into it. College football, top two teams in each division. We're going to do Power 5 last. So, starting with, starting with uh, the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt. Going into 2019 season of football, the top two teams in the Sun Belt are Troy and Appalachian State. I'm not going to spend much uh, time on these smaller teams. Uh, smaller conferences so i'm gonna just move right on through okay so that was the sunbelt mountain west your top two teams going to 2019 season will be boise state and utah state moving on the mid-american conference the conference that literally nobody cares about but anyways, your top two teams going into 2019 season will be Northern Illinois and Buffalo. Moving on. Your independence. Okay. And these are when things get kind of sketchy because they're they're trying to some of these teams, such as Navy, not Navy, I'm sorry, not Navy, Notre Dame. Notre Dame and Army are going to be trying to get into those if they still do well. We'll try to get into the playoffs, which brings me to a thing real quick. Just real, really, I swear, really quick rant. How in the world does Army play after the college football playoffs and stuff have been decided? Like, they play that next game, you know, Army-Navy game. So what happens, hypothetically speaking, because this year they went 11, well, last year they went 11-2. If they went undefeated, then what happens? You know what I'm saying? Anyways, moving on. We're just going to say... Notre Dame Army, your independence. Conference USA, going into the 2019 season. All right. My alma mater, Middle Tennessee, and UAB will stay on top this next upcoming year. All right. And I could I can go on a rant right there, but I'm going to leave that alone for now. Conference USA, UAB, Middle Tennessee. Moving right along, the American, the Power Sixth School, as some people like to call it, the American, all right, the American, and I had to look up some schedules for this one because boy, oh boy, did this American conference besides UCF play some hard teams, which UCF will be one of the top teams next year, and... This is where I had to debate with myself. Mm. I'm going to have to say, based on the schedules that I saw, I'm going to say Cincinnati. All right. UCF and Cincinnati will be the top team, top two teams in America. Yes, you can make an argument for Houston or Memphis or South Florida. You know, you can make those arguments if you want. But UCF. And Cincinnati will be the top two teams. All right, let's go to the Power Five schools. And yes, 
I will break down in uh, maybe a little bit. Um, I will not spend too much time on it simply because I, like I said, I'm going to come back to the Power 5 schools and I'll do a breakdown podcast just simply on the Power 5 schools. But in the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference, the ACC, your top two teams are obviously one, going to be Clemson. And then your second team this year, going into 2019. Hear me out. Hear me out. It's going to be Georgia Tech. All right? I'm telling you. I'm calling it right now. Some people are like, you're an idiot. Ah, Okay, got it. In my opinion. Clemson, Georgia Tech. And I'm going to come back to the Power 5 schools and break these down later. Okay? So Clemson and Georgia Tech. Which leads me to the Big 12. The Big 12. Your top two teams are probably going to stay exactly the same. And that's going to be Oklahoma and Texas. Okay? Oklahoma and Texas. The Big 10. Alright? There's going to be a lot of hate coming after I tell you these top two teams. But next year, your top two teams are going to be Ohio State. And Penn State. Yep, I said it. I didn't say Michigan. I did not say Michigan. I said Ohio State and Penn State. But Ohio State is supposed to have a bad year. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Ohio State and Penn State. Moving right along to, what do I do? ACC, Big Ten, Big 12. That leaves me with Pac-12, right? SEC? Pac-12. Pac-12 top two teams going into the 2019 season are going to be the teams out of Washington, Washington State, and Washington. Yes, not Stanford, not Oregon, not Arizona State, not Arizona, and gosh, definitely not UCLA or USC because they ain't ever going to be good, I feel like, anymore. They just, they swear they're going to be good. And next thing you know, yeah, that's how I feel about them. Washington State and Washington, okay? It leads me to the best conference in the entire college football, the SEC, the Southeastern Conference. Now, I don't know who you are out there, but I, I'm telling you, when you're trying to figure out who's going to be the top two teams the top two teams out of the SEC, that is definitely the hardest. Because when you're looking at all the other conferences and how terrible they are, yes, they may have two top teams, and I probably said those top top two teams, and they may have one or maybe tops two more teams. So four teams tops being good. But when you're coming down to SEC and you got to pick your top two, I tell you what, that's hard. That's very hard. But going into the 2019 season, your top two teams will be Alabama. Oh, man. Y'all ready for this one? Y'all ready for this one? Florida. Yep, I said it. Yep, 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 yep. On paper, Georgia, they say Georgia's better. Right? Got it. I understand that. But honestly, last year, if, I'm, if my memory serves me right, Georgia had 11-3 record. Florida had a 10-3 record. Shoot, I don't know what that really means because Kentucky had a 10-3 record. But you get where I'm going with this. Alabama 
And I believe that Florida is going to... Ooh, let me think on that. Let me think on that. I'm going to come back to that on my Power 5. My Power 5 review. Okay? But um, when I break down all the conferences in the Power 5, I'll come back to that. But with that being said, I'm going to... Yeah, yeah, I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to stick to my guns. I said what I said. Alabama and Florida next year. Okay? That's college football. And don't worry, I'm going to break down some more college football coming up. I love talk college football. I love talk to NFL, talk NFL. And football season is right around the corner. I can throw a football to it. That's how close it is. And I'm ready. And last but not least, I'm going to get two. The top NBA duos. I let this one simmer too long. I watch every day. ESPN, Fox, etc. People just talk. And I swear they don't really know what they're talking about. And granted, people are going to tell you you don't know what you're talking about all the time. But with that being said, who am I to tell somebody what they don't know? I ain't an analyst. I didn't go to school for journalism. But I'm going to still tell them they suck, whether or not if I have any credibility or not. But you get what I'm saying. But the top NBA duos, I've been debating, and I'm going to make the decision right now. Do I want to do the top five or the top ten? Top ten, eh, I think that's too many. Even though, even though, top ten, because there's a lot of duos. We could do that. So, let me give you what I'm basing my... Duos on um, my top. I'm gonna do top five. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do top five. That's basically about who you got on your team, the intangibles, are they established players? Like, for example, have they been on their team? Have they been winning? Where are they coming from? That's what I mean by established players. Um, Do you have an MVP candidate in your duo? I didn't say an MVP winner. For example, obviously, LeBron has won an MVP. Um, Curry has won an MVP Harden You get what I'm saying But I'm saying MVP candidate Because I'm a, I'm going to do Top two duos Going into The 2019-2020 NBA season So There's going to be a lot of upset NBA fans On my list Alright it took me a little time Because I, I wanted to knock off Those who I didn't think belonged in the top five all right because i originally made a top 10 but i'm gonna do the top five so let's do some notable mentions since i did make a top 10 notable mentions in no particular order that did not get into the top five i'm going with Giannis and middleton Giannis and middleton from the milwaukee bucks all right you can argue that they're going to be in the top five next year but i don't agree Russell Westbrook and James Harden. By what I said probably about 45 seconds ago when I was saying my um, credentials on being a top duo in the NBA, they have everything. On paper, you would say this is a top duo. But to me, I can't I don't know if they can play together. I've never I mean I've never seen them play together. Somebody's like, uh, you so you didn't watch them at OKC? <sighs> Lord, yes, I watched him at OKC, but that's with Kevin Durant, who takes a lot of pressure off things. I'm talking about James Harden, 
and Russell Westbrook as one and two. And you see how I said that. Harden, one. Westbrook, two. Not necessarily position-wise. Not one as in point guard and two as in shooting guard. I'm talking about one as in usage rate and who you know who's getting the ball. Two as in Westbrook. So Westbrook will be the second fiddle. All right? Before... Harden was actually the third option. All right, when I'm talking about OKC. So that's why I'm saying James Harden, Russell Westbrook, they're just getting a notable mention. All right, uh, some other notable mentions. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. All right, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Victor Oladipo, Miles Turner, uh, Nikola Jokic, and Jamal Murray. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. Is that 10? Yeah, that's it. All right, those are my notable mentions, okay? Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Donovan Mitchell, Michael. I said that already. All right, those are my notable mentions. I made my list. Here is my top five. My top five. Granted, let me start because everybody on all the sports shows have been doing if they are healthy. So, obviously, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, are not healthy and they'll miss most of the year and even maybe all of the year next year so i'm doing if these players are healthy okay so coming in at number five damian lillard and cj mccullum damian lillard is one of the best leaders in the nba all right, and he has a knack for big time playoff moments. I don't understand why a lot of people are just poo pooing over the Portland Trailblazers. Like they did not go to the conference finals last year. And if you turn around every season, who is there? Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum. They ain't going nowhere. Those guys are just not going to just take the year off. People are locking in the Clippers and the Lakers and the um, Rockets and all these other teams into the conference finals and the playoffs, you know, second round, what, et cetera. But these guys ain't going nowhere. They're just not. So number five, Dame Dollar, CJ McCollum. Number four, ooh, people going to be upset with me. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets. If Durant was healthy, this duo. Well, we're okay. Let me rephrase. I'm sorry. We're talking about if they are healthy. This duo is deadly. I mean, oh boy, this duo is deadly. But the only problem I have with it is that Kyrie Irving, to me, is a shorter version. Kevin Durant they do the same thing they both create their own shots they can get their shot whenever they want the only difference is that Kevin Durant just shoot over whoever he wants they're both clutch they're the same player one's just super more tall you know taller not more tall all right that's why I have them at four number three Ooh, somebody gonna be mad at me. <laughs> Number three, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. LBG, LBJ and AD. Boy, this duo is also another deadly duo. But can Davis stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? Can he fit with LeBron James? 
I mean, come on. People locking these two in. I mean, all-star power, yeah. All-star power, they're probably number one. But we ain't talking about all-star power. We talking about duos. We talking about who's going to lead their team to the championship. And I don't know if Anthony Davis and LeBron James is that duo. Number two. If you haven't figured out by now, if you haven't figured out by now, just like when I did my top ten quarterbacks, there's only two duos left because I did the notable mentions. There's only two duos left. So which one's going to get the number one spot? But number two, number two, number two, number two. As Skip Bayless would say, number two, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, number two. What? Why are they not number one? Oh, man. Somebody hating this list. Number two is Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. George is recovering from shoulder surgery. All right? And even if he was 100% healthy, I'm not sure if this duo is going to work together. They're both wings, which means they're going to be relying on somebody else to run the offense. Now, as far as clutch, those two are probably top two clutch when it comes to final minutes, final as a duo, I should say, because Kawhi Leonard, he only hit the luckiest shot ever in the playoffs in a game seven. But besides that, you might as well just give the ball to Paul George in the last two minutes of the game because he, Kawhi Leonard goes missing. I don't know where he goes. All right. But. I mean, that's, that's, that, I can't put them number one simply because I know they're going to be doing low management. And I'm talking about a duo, the intangibles, MVP candidates, um, you know, established players. They're both established players. Are they going to lead their team to the championship? They could, possibly. But they're number two only simply because the number one duo has been there and done that. And I'm talking about Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. The the best shooting backcourt. The best shooting backcourt in history. NBA history. I mean, come on. They've been there. They've done that. They've won a championship without Kevin Durant. And honestly, they should have won the one um, before Kevin Durant got there. Draymond don't get spending. I don't think I think people forgot that Draymond was giving uh, people buckets that year, and then he got spended, and he came back and put put more buckets on their head. Notable mention: Draymond Green and Steph Curry, creators of the the modern day pick and roll, pick and pop, pick and shoot, pick and pass, pick and do whatever they want to do. Because Steph Curry is lights out beyond the art, but. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, been there, done that. Come on, man. Y'all need to put some respect on them boys' names. And I'm calling it. I put it on Twitter. I put it on Facebook. Steph Curry, it will be the MVP of next year. Will be MVP of 2019-2020 season. When KD and Klay Thompson were not on the court, he shot 30 shots. That was his average. And the one thing about Curry, unlike more people, unless you're Harden and Russell Westbrook and I can go on, 
when they take more shots, their percentages go down. Curry's percentage don't go down. He's still 40% plus from beyond the three-point line. He's still 92% plus from the free throw line. He's still 50% uh, plus inside the arc. When he takes 30 shots, where he takes 20 shots, where he takes 25 shots, he won unanimous MVP on taking, I think it was only uh, 20 shots a game, maybe 21. I can't remember off the top of my head. Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, best duo going into next season. They've been there. They've done that. When somebody else takes the mantle from there, and I'm not talking about injuries taking the mantle, Kawhi Leonard and Toronto Raptors, give you props for winning, but still. When somebody else comes and single-handedly beats them down, seven games, not somebody getting suspended, then and only then will they be, well, I consider them better. But, like I said, some things to look forward to, college football, Power 5, breaking them down conference by conference. If you really want the other conferences, let me know. I don't mind going through. I probably spend a little time on some of them super smaller ones. Um, but more NFL to get to. I'll come back with top 10 running backs, top 10 offensive lines, you know, some other things to come through before the season starts. And then once the season starts, oh, man, the drama is going to get good. Stay tuned. Please subscribe, share, go to the EBM podcast and in Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Google Play. Thank you for listening. Follow me on Instagram at coach.martin underscore. Follow me on Twitter at 1-800-MALCOLM, M-A-L-C-O-L-M. That is, I'm out of here. Thank you.